Kayanos, fresh tongues. Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kayanos! The major challenge when people come to our meeting is the capacity of their vessels. Is capacity. Is capacity. Is capacity. Is capacity. I found out that majority of the time the limitation of God is not in his unwillingness to pour, but in our capacity to receive and interact with his outpouring. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible says in the book of John chapter 16, verse 12. Why not show me? John chapter 16 verse 12 The scripture said I have many things To tell you But ye cannot bear them The scripture said ye cannot bear them He said I have many things to tell you But ye cannot bear them So he didn't say You can't hear Probably earlier in my work with God, I've read that scripture and what I understood, you know, your mind can read the scripture the way you want. And you'll be running with it thinking that what you are going with is actually correct, but you have been wrong all the time. There are two scriptures that, that, that I was following up on that way. Like this one, he said, I have many things to tell you, but you can what? Bear them. See, so it is not here. People can hear, they can bear. So you can hear, but you can't bear. That problem in that instance is your capacity to interact with truth. You see, and this is the challenge. We can only live by the truth that we know. And this kind of knowledge is not cognitive. It's not just something that is in your head. It is a knowledge that is entered into experimentally by experience. So you have to interact with it. Most times... The problem of people is not just that they have heard or they have not heard. The thing is that they have not taken time to interact with the things that they have heard. An average believer in this age has heard so much, but has become very little. So you then begin to ask yourself, what is the problem? What is the problem? The problem is what we came to this conference to solve. I believe you have heard a lot. Some of, what of some of us that we are born in church? We have been preaching and hearing preaching. But if you check the things that is in the scripture and look at your life now, Christopher, you will find out that the difference is wide. There is only two things involved. It's either the scripture is lying or you are lying. Who is lying? The Bible says, let every man be alive. In fact, if you want to make progress in God, one of the things you need to do is to admit fundamentally before you begin to engage that whatsoever be the reason for the shortfall in your experiences and laying hold on the things that is in the scripture, that the fault is your own, not God. See, it can be an issue of ignorance, something you don't know. It can also be an issue of laziness. It can also be an issue of lack of sufficient engagement there are people that if you meet them now they'll be saying why is this one not happening why didn't this one happen why didn't this one happen somebody that, that have not succeeded in praying 12 hours in his life 
He's saying why? Something might even happen in your life. You say, God, why me? Why won't it be you? Who will it be? Because if you look at Jesus, you will find out that Jesus will finish a miracle service and leave that service and go back and pray all night till the morning. And I say, Jesus, what are you doing? What are you still looking for? Huh? Imagine an average young man that is in ministry and then you come in certain instances, the scripture said Jesus healed everyone. And the host, without megaphone, Jesus is, without mic, anything, Jesus is talking to 5,000. I believe there must be a supernatural dimension to that kind of ministry. Talking to 5,000 without any aid. Imagine that kind of thing happening. And one of the nights you finished praying and you wanted to meet your guys and then you start walking on water. Rabbi, after that time you will stop praying. Because you have gotten what, what are you praying for? Are you following? Follow. I will show you something. I will show you something. What I want to show you is hmm. Give me sound now. I told you to pray in tongues. Pray like pray hard. Aye. And then you play. Let's see. I want to bring you into the fundamental dimensions of God's oppression that is existing even before you came upon the face of the earth. Are you hearing me? If you are hearing me, say Amen. See, every man that is upon the face of the earth is a victim. He's a victim of the desires of spirits that is intending to manifest their projects and purposes upon the face of the earth. One of the fundamental things you need to know is that the earth is an executionary realm. Meaning that what we do upon the face of the earth is to manifest, give birth the things that is already in a realm that supersedes this realm. So if all of your experiences and capacities is trapped in this realm, you are a weak man. You have to travel beyond. And you need to understand that this man that is strong in that place, that is really strong. You can be bogus here, but where it matters, you are just very small. And Satan knows, and the extent to which purposes can be achieved in this realm is dependent on how much you have taken recourse to the realm that matters. Are you hearing me? A man that doesn't care about the powers that seeks expression in this realm is a man that is weak. You become victims to men, you, you become subject to men that come here to rule. There is no time. There is no time. And that is why God is putting his hands on young men. God is putting his hands on young men. And you will notice that many of the things we are seeing now, many in the generations past, it takes a lot of years for men to enter into the experience that, that many young men are entering into now. Do you know how long it takes to develop a consistent prayer life 
of four hours every day. That means you are already a giant. But you see men, young men everywhere, they are praying, crying out to God. Then it is important that an interpreter will arise and begin to give perspective to what God wants to do in a generation. Are you with me? What you will understand is that when men begin to pray like that, then there is a fundamental purpose and intent that is in the heart of God, seeking expression in the realm of man. And when it begins to rise, that incense, it will become obvious that what is in the heart of God must happen. It must happen. And you will realize the urgency that is in the heart of God. When you finish the last 12 hours, it's, it's, you want, if it's before, if you do 12 hours, you now rest for one month. You notice now that after fasting, it seems as if you receive more grace to fast. After praying, it seems as if you receive more grace to, to pray. You need to find out what is happening. Is it always like this? See, I'm young, but I've been around for a while. At least 20 something years. And I know that it's not always like this. Especially in this terrain. People, all they know is about themselves. Young men don't pray prayer just because they want God. They pray prayer because it's a way to advantage on earth. It's a way to get, get admission, get money, get job. Once they get it, they have solved it. They, they think they have gathered everything that pertains to prayer. They don't know that this earth realm is a realm where spirits are seeking to express their desires and govern. They are seeking to govern. They are seeking to govern. And anytime you see a man in charge of any sphere, what you need to think, what you need to look at is what spirit is trying to establish his or her dominion. What spirit? What spirit? Because it's not possible that somebody will begin to move and move and dominate and you come to your campus and suddenly people commit suicide. After first person, second person, third person. And, and you are just like that. It's a message that a spirit is sending a message and until people pick it, it will continue to, to go on. You see, and this realm, this realm will continue to be a victim of that realm because this realm is weak. It lacks the capacity to reject the impulses, the forces of the realm that is superior. This realm is executionary. The Bible was saying in the book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, it said, This is the generations of the earth, heaven and earth, in the day that God made them. In that um, scripture, it became obvious that this physical realm is a descendant, an offspring of the spiritual realm. Are you getting the point now? So, if somebody finds a way to encode things in the realm of the spirit, there is no way we can stop it from manifesting here. In other words, everything we see manifest here is the result of what is encoded in the realm of the spirit. So you come here and become subject. The challenge with this is that you become subject, believer or not. This is what Satan told you don't know. So people begin to ask many questions. Since I'm a believer, why, why do bad things happen to believers? Why do this happen and that happen? What you need to know is that Satan still has men that he can use to propagate his agenda. And the universe runs from priesthood. As long as Satan can get a man that will yield to him in the order of priesthood. As long as priesthood is going on. Priesthood is the gap between that realm and this realm. The distance between what is in the scripture and the manifestation is simply priesthood. 
the distance between the desire of a spirit and the manifestation in this realm is simply priesthood. If there is a vessel that we understand the desires of a spirit, are you with me? Understand the demand of that desire and will be willing to give himself to that demand long enough, it won't take time. The desires of that spirit will begin to find expression in this realm. So Satan wants, wants lesbianism to increase. All he needs is vessels, priests. So many of you don't know that many of these musicians that you see, both in Nigeria, in America, and all those, you, you are the ones seeing them as musicians. In the realm of the spirit, they are priests. It's priesthood that they are doing. How can you listen to a message? How can you listen to a music and suddenly you feel the spirit of immorality come on you? That is the same thing that happens when certain men begin to yield themselves to God. Some of the time you shake their hand and you, you turn to another person. Many years ago, I went to hold a prayer meeting in Lagos. And after the prayer meeting, I heard the young man. The young man went to his campus and for the first time for 10 hours straight. Anyway, it's common these days to pray 10 hours. There were days it wasn't that common. Do you know what is 10 hours? Like 1, 2, 3, 4. There were days, the giants, those days, all they can do is pray 30 minutes. All the, their devotional life is 1 hour. 30 minutes, 30 minutes here. And they are giants, they are pastors. At a time, they said that an average pastor in America prays less than 15 minutes. Huh? These are giants that preach the things that we eat. Ah. I have a body. That is why when Satan began to rise in that nation, they had nothing to withstand him. Many of the time, they still think it's about the talk. They still maintain the talk. But the power has left. You see, because where dominion is gained in the, in the spirit, and in that place, they are lightweight. They don't have what it takes to bring forth the desires of God upon their territory. And on that account, they are still doing the, they are still doing the physical routine. They are still doing the religion. They are still going to church, shouting, doing, even teaching the same thing. I hope you know, you can say the same thing that I'm saying, but it will lack the capacity to do the work of God in the life of men. Because it's beyond what I'm saying. The authority to minister in the body is not so much about what you know. Authority in the body is dependent on the quota of life that you carry in your being as a, as a result of the cross that has worked in you. You see, there is a life that came from resurrection. It is with that life that we build. All of the economy of God is founded upon what happened. The life that came from resurrection. It is on that basis that we begin to build. The scripture said that um, upon this rock will I build my church. And what is the rock? The revelation of Christ. It was in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter um, 3 and verse 17. The scripture said, now the Lord is that spirit. Wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty access. It means that there was a point where the Lord, because Jesus was telling his disciples, said, it is expedient that I die. That if I die, it's expedient that the comforter comes. Sorry. If the comforter comes, he, he has the innate capacity to communicate the things that is me. I am the owner of this, but I can't communicate it in the way that you can receive it. So we need to enter into another regime. The regime of the comforter. 
it is there that we touch the things of God in the way that we can interact with it. Many times we have heard things, but they lack the we we can't touch it. We heard it. We hear about power, no power. Do you know how many years I heard about holiness? I don't know what it is. In fact, many times this priesthood I'm talking about, I have heard it many years. I don't even know what is priesthood. It is later I found out that you listen to many things about priesthood doesn't know doesn't mean you know priesthood until you enter into the regime of the spirit and it begins to teach you in moods that is beyond the mental capacity you are brought into an experience as a result of a life that is now administrated by the government of the spirit that is what jesus is saying a regime have to come the regime of the spirit when he came many things are you with me many things that jesus was trying to communicate to them he was able to do it now the holy ghost was able to do it without talking people have spoken to people the parents have told good parents have tried to teach their children on how on good morals tell them don't go here don't go here if you go to campus don't join court don't do this i'm telling you it is not possible until a spirit begins to teach. The one that you heard is not the important thing. It is the ministration after the inward man. That is where the Holy Ghost leaves the seed inside of you. That is why the Bible said that the kingdom can be likened to a mustard seed. Once the seed is there, it will not take time, it will grow. I have a body. I have a body that men will be ferried into dimensions of experiences. This is the house of encounters. We cannot stand the test of time. What Satan is bringing in these last days until you journey from one layer of encounter to another. See, don't stop where you stopped yesterday. I know you saw Jesus yesterday is not enough. You need to see him every day. A generation is looking for true witnesses. These are not people that have the talk only. If at all they speak, their word has the capacity to ferry you into the very region in the spirit where the reality of what they speak about is domicile. Sometimes you will not be able to understand it, but yet, yet, something in you cries out, something in you hears, something in you says there is more. There is more, brothers and sisters. There is more. Listen to me, listen. Oh, Sakatia, Fetebere Sotabaka, Kayambe de Cos, Hakamentola. alive 
In fact, after he died, you know, there are three major apostles that had the privilege of being carried with him to the mountain to experience his transfiguration. You see, the truth is that you will not be able to enter into the um, realities and possibilities. The, the things that a man has trapped as his dimension. Except somehow the real man is open to you. It's possible you can sleep and eat with me and wake up. But you don't know who I am. That is why before Jesus died, he needed to ask them and say, Whom do men say that I am? It is on that basis that God can build. You see, the building of God in your life is as strong as your revelation of Christ. This is what I'm saying. If your revelation, your revelation of Christ can be small, it is with that that you will build. As you progress into your knowledge of God, you will see that your structure, the construction of God that is inside of you, will begin to take a stellar shape. You will find out that you have suddenly become a rock. Sometimes the things that used to shake you before we find nothing in you. It is not because they spoke too much to your ears, but because because somehow you saw the man unveiled, and then you saw, and when you saw the thing in you that is counter to the thing that is in Christ was displaced. The, the man, the man like Oswald J. Smith, we call it the power of explosive affection. It means that this is a dimension that is not as a result of the fact that something no something lives in your life because something entered that is what it means when you begin to get deep into god then there are things that cannot coexist there are things there there is a, a measure you will enter into christ fear cannot coexist there demons can't coexist so often jesus comes and asks them whom do men say that I am? You need to know him. You need to know this man. You see, the measure of our ministry in the last days is dependent on how much we have entered into the knowledge of Christ. See, what I'm saying is not people that are saying Christ, 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 Christ. Uh, Christ, gospel, they don't know. Many of them, there is on their lips. On the last day, the, the Jesus will tell them that ye are workers of iniquity. I am on your lips, but I'm not in your heart. Huh? Some of them can even come to meetings and cry. Jesus will tell them, I have seen you. What you have been tearing is your garment. You don't know how to tear your heart. Yeah. It is the ones that tore their heart that God will encounter in a measure that will change their life. It's a broken pattern. God will allow us, and I will show you what is limiting the move of God in your life. The, I will show you the reason why two people can pray for two, 12 hours and one will enter into God and the other one will stay where he is. And he, you know the challenge? If you stay in one junction for long, you will begin to doubt the things that is in the scripture. After some time, you will become an enemy of the truth of the scripture. Because the people that started with you have started becoming evidence of the things that is in the scripture. Huh? So Jesus called them. They needed to know him after beyond the natural. And you need to know that when men, there were three men there, James, Peter, James, and John. Is it not true? Now, all of them recorded that account of the encounter as part of the ultimate proof of the apostolic authority. Men like John spoke in the book of First John chapter 1. He said, what our eyes have seen, our hands have handled of the word of truth. The same one, Peter, came to the book of Second Peter. He said, on the holy mountain, we saw the express majesty. 
Huh? It is a testimony of the apostolic authority. That encounter they had. It became obvious that they knew him but they didn't know him. It was on that mountain that Jesus prayed. Until the fashion of his countenance was altered. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. You don't know yourself. This is not the you. The real you comes out when you begin to groan and pray. Then you find out that even though you think you are a normal man, that you are a warrior in the spirit. You pray to the point. Somebody prayed and he said he saw himself. He saw herself holding a sword. But in the natural she is with makeup.
Listen, you can be seated. Be seated. Do you know that holy mountain which formed the basis of the apostolic authority? They, they gave a list of the things that formed the basis of the apostolic authority. Speaking about James and John. Speaking about Peter and John. James is not there because he died. Herod killed him. Listen. Listen. But do you know on that mountain, in that place, Jesus was begging them to pray. They could not pray. Imagine that kind of encounter. Are you hearing? It was my brother Jasper that said something one day. And the thing didn't leave me. He said, because that time they appeared on the mountain. But they didn't appear in glory. I found that, are you hearing me? I found out that many men here can appear on the mountain. Welcome to Zion. But as you are in Zion, make sure you are in glory. Because the encounter, the, the, the administration, the release of God was found in glory. Peter, James and John was on the mountain. But the handover service on the mountain, yeah, but inside the glory. So a man can be on this mountain. Guess what? You will tell the story of what happened. But the best way to tell story, see, the scripture said that we are witnesses of. But what happens to a man after encounters is not just being witnesses of. Encounters make you witnesses unto. Being there physically can make you witnesses of. But encounters make you witnesses unto. I mean, what it means is that your life is a testimony of what happened in that meeting. Huh? Some of you will leave, you want to sleep this instantly because of this first session. If you want to pray again, you can't pray normal. You begin to groan in the spirit. The reason why you need to groan many times is because you are behind schedule. You are behind schedule. The plans of God. God is in a hurry. And you notice that you are behind. When a man groans, huh? he moves at ten times, sometimes a thousand times faster than what he would have moved when he's just praying in tongues normal. When a man groans by the energy of the spirit, when the spirit of might comes on him to groan, he will achieve what a man can achieve in normal tongues. In three hours, he will achieve it in two minutes. Huh? Because the spirit of might will come. And then when he enters inside of you, you will turn into another man. You can't even stop yourself. It will seem as if you are possessed. I want to show you something. I have a body. I have a body. My body is an average young man that has prayed five hours things that is a norm, that it means he now has a calling. Average young man organizes 12 hours prayer meeting five times and it, and it means he has a calling. You don't know the demand in this last day. Sorry for you. Sorry for you. You don't know the demand of heaven. An average young man, God calls him to enter the place of prayer. He begins to organize prayer meeting. God said, come and pray. You are calling others. The encounter he wants to give you is personal. He doesn't want audience. You gather people and you are pray You have done that prayer meeting for three years and nothing has come out of it. The reason is because God did... You see, you don't know how to hear God. that that kind of encounter that Peter, James and John slept and Jesus told them to pray with me for one hour, they could not do you know what it means? Jesus, Jesus, imagine you being the disciple and they called you to the mountain won't you do anything to pray? huh? if you are the one, you will do anything to pray 
I'm telling you, you cannot. You cannot. Men are doing worse, even in the regime of the spirit. Many of them have not realized that they will experience higher judgment before the judgment seat of Christ. There are clouds of witnesses. Men that prayed without the dwelling spirit. And they held heaven. And heaven came down. They had power in God. Men like Elijah. The Bible said that Elijah is a man of like passions. And he prayed earnestly. Huh? Elijah prayed without the dwelling spirit. And the heavens were shut. The man knows the key. He knows the measure of spiritual investment that can lock the heaven. He knows the measure of spiritual investment that can unlock the heaven. He stood there. And when he tarried, he put his head between his knees and beckoned on the mortal one. He came. Oh brother, in my generation, God will come. It doesn't matter if you people refuse to join me. My God, God will come. Why am I alive? The reason why I'm here is to draw God to a generation. And it comes. What a generation that is in darkness, what a generation that is in corruption needs is a display of God. What they need is a portrait of the true God. I found out that men, if they truly see God, they will cry after Him. What they need is the glory in display. And even the high priest and men like Paul that was sold before we cry out for God. The same people that couldn't pray even when Jesus was there with them physically. When Jesus left, in the book of Acts chapter 6 verse 4, they were having trouble sharing food. Do you know what Peter said? Peter said that, let's leave these things, we ourselves, let's give ourselves to what? The ministry of the word and prayer. The same person that can't pray one hour, is, you see, there is a difference between praying and making prayer or giving yourself to prayer. It's not the same thing. Many people here, what you have succeeded in doing is just praying. But you have not learned how to give yourself to prayer. Huh? Somebody, one of my brothers asked me, this thing I'm doing now, how long will it take? Is it six months? I said, I don't know. I don't know how, it will, how long it will take. From my experience, it will take as long as it takes God to fulfill his agenda through your life. Huh? See, God is not just, he's not, he won't just tell you what to do. He will tell you how to do what he told you to do. Huh? Holy fire, burn up on my heart. Come with me, spirit, you take over. Holy fire, burn up on my heart. Do you know the same Peter? Became a man of prayer. The same James became a man of prayer. Many people became men of prayer even though they couldn't pray when Jesus was there physically. This is what Jesus knew that they didn't know. Jesus said this expedient is necessary that I leave so that the regime of the spirit will come. When the spirit came, the same thing that Jesus was telling them to do, the Holy Ghost told them to do it and they did it. The problem, the, the thing now is that the communication of the spirit was not the way Jesus communicated. Huh? Your pastor can come and tell you, live a holy life. Don't fornicate. Don't do this. Don't do that. 
that masturbation is not good. Though. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Pornography is not good. Masturbation, this one is not good. Some of you that have suffered it, many of you will be set free in this meeting. Some of you that have suffered it know that that thing is not dealt with by advice. Advice cannot help you. What you need is life to eject death. That thing is the workings of death. And the only thing that can deal with it is life. The same Holy Ghost came and he communicated the language of prayer to them this time around. Huh? He didn't tell them in the ear to pray. He released burden in their hearts. Huh? Jesus told them pray one hour. They couldn't pray. The Holy Ghost released burden in their hearts. They prayed for hours. That means the challenge now is communication. See, in this meeting you will be ferried into dimensions of God's oppression. Many of the things you are struggling to do, you will not struggle with it again. Because you will be brought to the plane in the spirit where the reality is domiciled. And then, when you find yourself there, you can't help yourself but to function by that and where you have found yourself. People don't pray because they want to pray. They pray because the spirit of prayer has possessed them. Many of us don't like prayer. When I was doing UCB, do you know, I just noticed they want to make me prayer secretary. I escaped. Because me, I'm a Bible man. I escaped, but it was when I met my father in the Lord, he told me that if you are a Bible man and God is making you prayer sec, then there is something. There is something that cannot work in your life except you give yourself wholeheartedly to this regime. I started praying, but I don't like prayer. But I prayed to some point, suddenly a spirit now possessed me. That even if I want to stop praying, I can't stop. I prayed in the chambers of my, my heart. Was transfigured. Huh? Any sound I make from my inside is prayer. Any sound I make. If I make, oh, is prayer. If I make, ah, is prayer. If I make, is prayer. Any sound I make from inside is prayer. It's a place. It's a place. You need to be brought there. I want to show you something. The purposes of God is tied to priesthood. The purposes of God is fundamentally and not just fundamentally eternally tied to priesthood. Matthew. Matthew chapter 21 verse 12 And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that what sold those next verse and said unto them follow be with me and said unto them it is written my house shall be called what but here what so there are there are two things it's either a house is a house of prayer or it's a den of thieves. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's either a house is a house of prayer or a den of thieves. The question now, the first question now is 
What is the house of God? What is the house of God? The scripture said, said, Know ye not. Are you with me? Know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You see, individually and corporately, believers has become the vessels that God possesses. Are you, are you getting the point? And the purpose of the possession of our vessels is that through us, the intent and purposes of God will be lived out in this realm. Are you with me? So if it so happens that the purposes of God somehow is obscured in your life, then your life, the, the fundamental problem is not that you did anything or that you didn't do anything. It's simply because your house has not become a house of prayer. It is only a house that is a house of prayer that can execute the purposes of God. There is nothing, listen to me. Are you hearing me? There is nothing you will preach that somebody has not preached before. You need to know that. There is nothing you want to say. People are not saying better now. Why are they saying it and nothing is happening? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why are they sharing big things and nothing is happening? Why is it that it's only certain people that speaks and things change? It is because a house is a house of prayer. God can only execute his purposes from his house. And there is only one house that is the house of God. The house of God is the house of what? If it's not the house of prayer, then it's a den of thieves. See, I agree. People say that they pray in Africa. They pray in Nigeria. In my own opinion, they don't pray. Somebody, I wrote something one time and somebody is telling me the way Nigeria is praying that Americans they are not praying like that. The problem with this is that what they are doing in Nigeria, calling it prayer, is they are doing is arm robbery. Their own is not it. It's arm robbery they are doing. And they are calling it prayer. All this give me, can give me, should give me this and then you escape. That is not prayer. Prayer, are you with me? Prayer is tracing the plane and place in the spirit where the burden of God is. And then you interact with the burden. When you come out from that place, what you now do in the place of prayer is to tarry until that body is discharged. That is what is what that is what is a man of prayer. A man of prayer is not necessarily somebody that prayed for 12 hours. A man of prayer is not somebody that did 12 hours prayer or 28. A man of prayer is somebody that knows the way to bodies of God. And when you get there in the spirit, you trap the body and then you come here and you stay. If it takes, sometimes it's not about 12 hours, it might be 3 weeks. You tarry there until the body is discharged. That is what it means to be a man of prayer. Well, people say they have prayed for 24 hours, so I should clap for you. I should clap for you, you did 3 weeks dry. I should clap for you. No, the, the way we reckon with you is how much of God's body you can carry. How, how heavy are you in the spirit? A man is as heavy as the bodies of God is carrying. Many people speaking, they are lightweight. They are lightweight in the heart. They are more bothered to travel. There is a plane you travel. You travel, you enter there. You find out that God is weeping for a generation. There are many men carrying Bible, sharing Rema. But God is saying, I'm looking for a man. I say, I say, Father, what are you saying? Look at people. Hundreds of people here. 
Where are you saying I'm looking for a man? See, you will cry in this meeting. You will tell God, stop looking for men. I'm here. Carry me to the place of body. Overload me. The problem with that is that it will scatter your life. Many of the plans that you have, how to, <laughs> many of the plans that you have will be put on the shelf. And God will literally control and navigate your life. To, after some time, what you are doing didn't have any relation with what you plan to do. You are a man of body. That is why when they spoke about Jesus, they said he's a man of many souls. Huh? He said, despised indeed of men, but chosen of God. Men that will carry body, they'll be despised indeed of men, but they'll be chosen of God. They'll be chosen of God. God will put upon them all the equipment that they need. God is not, God is not denying us things in the spirit, equipment. I used to think God denies us encounters, anointing, equipment. <laughs> As I'm saying this, somebody will say, maybe the reason why I'm saying it is probably because maybe because this young man is not anointed. You see, many people have had encounters, many encounters with Jesus. When I encountered him the first time, what he gave me was power. It was not anything. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. And if, if that thing comes, it comes with an education of his own. It will tell you how to make it to it. That thing, that installation will teach you how to make it to increase. Not necessarily by what people say, but you, your own anointing has its own education. And as long as you are doing that thing that, you are, that your anointing requires to increase, it will increase. There are some people, the structure surrounding the growth and maturity of the anointing is simply worship. As long as they give themselves to the life of worship, the anointing, some people is prayer. It's dependent on the kind of ministry and calling that you have. Some of us that are called into territorial business. See, some of you think I'm preaching. Some of you think I'm teaching. No, I'm not teaching. No, I'm not preaching. You don't know. You don't know the kind of level we are doing in the spirit. You are not wise. You don't know the things of God. You have not noticed that many of you have suddenly changed your realm. Where you were before I started is not where you are now. How do you do it? The Bible said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. See, let me teach you one or two things, then I will build from there. See, listen, listen. Are you with me? Just reduce a little. Let me show them something. Now, they, um, see, Christ is the economy of God. Now, the next question you now ask me is, what is the economy of God? The economy of God is the plan, the, the plan that God has to dispense himself. See, let me tell you. If God wants to achieve a purpose, He doesn't achieve a purpose by doing things. God achieves His purpose by dispensing Himself. Hey, listen to me, sister. That's how God achieves His purpose. He doesn't achieve His purpose by telling you to do something. That is what many believers don't understand. They think that God achieves His end by calling them. That is why ministry is not doing something. Ministry is not activity. Ministry is life. And that life can only come from God. 
And that life is the summary of the economy of God in a manner that can be dispensed. Are you getting the point now? So that you are doing activity meeting Sunday, Friday, Saturday, doesn't mean that anything you are doing there is going towards achieving the purposes of God. What can achieve the purposes of God is God himself. So God calls you, is not enough. Him, himself, will achieve his purpose. That means that if he calls you, the measure to which you will be able to achieve the purposes of God that is trying to be expressed through your life can be traced to how much you have trapped the dimensions of God. Are you getting the point now? So that economy of God, which is how God intends to dispense himself, which we know that the dispensing of God is the method through which God achieves his purposes. And I need you to understand, as I've said before, that everything about what we do upon this realm is an attempt to execute purposes. Purposes that is tied to God, even Satan has purposes. The things that he planned to achieve in seasons and in times. Many times he lacks the capacity to do that. All he can do is to mirror, find out what God is doing in the spirit and try to find out if he can counter it. You getting the point now? So if it is true that the fundamental thing is the purposes of God and what he intends to achieve and the way that he intends to achieve it is by his economy. Are you with me? And his economy is himself. And that himself has been stepped down from eternity into time to a mode that we have identified as the Christ. Are you with me now? Ah, that is why the Bible said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. What? Oh my God. I don't have time to show you. The hope of glory means that this is, the Christ in you is the hope that everything about what God intends to achieve because the consummation of all the dimensions of God's purposes coming into a convergence and fulfillment is what is called glory. Huh? I don't have that. When he was living God, he left us as both. The book of Ephesians chapter 1, he said that by his mercies we are brought into the glory of his grace. Huh? After some season, he said, by the time Jesus died, the glory of his grace was moved from the glory of his grace to the riches of his grace. The same grace. But when he was dwelling in eternity, it is called the glory of his grace. By the time he came into time, as a result of the work that Jesus did upon the face of the earth to bring men into the economy of God is what we what now released the glory into riches and it is riches that you can interact with and the book of Ephesians began to list, list those riches he said one of them is forgiveness are you getting the point now? it is when we encounter remission and forgiveness that we are even qualified to begin to journey Johnny made progress in that dimension. So when he was in the heart of God, he was bones of glory. And that in that dimension, man lacks the capacity to interact with it. That is the one that if you see, you die. Are you with me? Now, but in Christ, that same glory has now, is the same glory, but he has been stepped down and mutated. I don't, I'm not sure mutation is the right word. And we yeah, have found the right word. That same glory has been processed into a dimension that man can interact with. Are you with me? If you have this, say amen. Yeah. So that dimension now is called Christ. Are you with me? So this is God's intent. The whole of his being is called his glory. Are you with me? And what he intends is to bring you into that dimension of himself. That is why he said he became the captain of our salvation through suffering. For what reason? So that he will bring many sons. What? Unto glory. That is where he is. 
But it is not possible for us to be ferried into that dimension except the component and bones of the glory of God is demystified and processed into a dimension that is interactable by a normal man. Are you getting the point now? So when by the cross of Christ, the same glory was brought into the dimension that is now called Christ. Huh? The scripture now said in the book of Colossians, it said Christ in you. Huh? The hope of attaining that glory. It is via that means that we attain into the desire that is in the heart of God. For which Christ came. Are you with me? You better be with me. So if it is true, follow me. If it is true, then it means that the economy of God. Are you with me? That the economy of God is Christ. After me, the economy of God is what? The economy of God is what? The economy of God is what? Remember I told you what the economy of God is. Like economy means how God intends to dispense himself. So if the economy of God is Christ, then Christ is how God intends to what? Dispense himself. And the purpose of that dispensing is so that he achieve sons brought into glory. Are you with me? You need to know this because there are things bigger than ministry. <laughs> There are things bigger than if you don't know where we are going. Oh my God. That is why the Bible said that the church is built upon the foundation of the prophets and apostles. Do you know why? Your work with God will not be correct, no matter how anointed and what you are hearing, until you encounter the ministry of a genuine prophet apostle. The reason is because their focus is beyond what we are doing here. Their focus at a true apostolic ministry is obsessed with other. The reason why a true apostolic ministry is obsessed with other is because God himself is obsessed with other. So they are obsessed with God, what God is obsessed with. So when, when they come here, the first thing they do is that if they stay here for some time, they can trace what is wrong eh, in the economy of God. Their job is not to do many things. Their job is to knock that thing into shape. Are you getting the point? Because they know as long as order is maintained. Are you hearing what I'm saying? As long as alignment is maintained, order is maintained. It is only a matter of time. Huh? The flow of economy will reach every part. You getting the point? And as long as there is dispensing into every part, according to the book of Ephesians, huh? as long as there is dispensing in, into every part, then a time will come will grow into the fullness. Are you with me? Of the statue. Of Christ, but the problem is that because of disalignment and disorderliness, many of the time there is no connection to the flow of the economy, the flow to the economy. So we are disconnected, and many times it's not as if we are disconnected totally. It is just that in our living and in our alignment to the purposes of God and the structures of the spirit, there is an angulation. You know what it means to be an, ang an angulation. See, this is what it means. God. This is how God flows. And He wants you to flow this way behind. So that you will receive the supply of the Spirit of Christ. Are you with me? Hi. So that you will receive the supply of the Spirit of Christ. Because that is the mode through which God builds men up into His stature. Huh? But you just shifted a little. This is... Then can I use your head? This is the shape. And then you shifted like this. You know... You have created an angle now initially the angle 
you created can be small like this. It won't be obvious until you travel. You know this angle now? It's not too wide. Is it not too? But if I take it like this and take it to Lagos, you see this my hand now? By the time it's getting to Lagos, the commotion it will cause will be so much. That is what many people don't understand. When a genuine apostolic ministry is trying to tell showmen that even this small angulation will cause a big fracture in the full manifestation of the plans and purposes of God, people will say, there is no problem now. We, if we are not praying, we are doing Bible study. If you are not, your own, your own is Bible study. My own is prayer. Have you seen people saying it? Your own is prayer and God gave you prayer. My own, he gave me Bible. My own, he gave me fasting. You are a very foolish person. Wherever you are hearing me from, yeah, you are foolish. Go and tell the person, I said he's foolish. He doesn't know how God works. There are things that is not optional in the scripture. There is what we call the apostolic culture. It's a culture. It's not a, it's not a special grace. It's a culture. I mean, if it is possible that God will achieve his purposes, then there is no other way but for every man, sorry, for every man to give himself to that. Huh? He said, we will give ourselves to prayer, fasting. Give ourselves to the world. It's not some people. You see some people praying and groaning. Say, ah, let this man be groaning. My own is Bible. My own is worship. You ask some people, they say their own is worship. You know what, what they are saying? See, what they are looking at, they have summarized the economy of God as the manifestation of their individual ministries. Ministry is not the economy of God per se. Ministry is the horn through which... Are you with me? Ministry is the horn through which the economy of God is dispensed to men. It is not the end in itself. It is just a vehicle. Are you, are you hearing me? So when you make the means the end, you have made a mistake. Are you getting the point? So just because you came and the way you dispense your own is through watching, worship, did not exclude you from the demand that you as a person we have to give yourself to much prayer, to much fasting, to much studies. But when you come, the way you dispense the life that you have accumulated as a result of these exercises is worship. So when men worship, some of them will be following you in worship. They are singing, but they are hearing voices from yonder. Ah! You are leading worship. Echoes of eternity will be coming into time. Those men are not normal men. They are carriers of divine matters. When they appear, God appears. It's not about the home through which the ministry is expressed. It's about what you have encoded as a result of the fact that you have submitted yourself to the patterns of God's beauty. Huh? So a man that is not built. Now, I hope you are following me. If you are, if you are with me, say amen. Remember where I was coming from is that the Bible said, My house. Say after me, my house. Uh, all this thing I'm saying is to help you to understand how this house is being built that the eternal purpose of God is tied to building huh? and if it is tied to building then you must understand dimensions you must go in the spirit and study engineering <laughs> yes in many places Jesus comes as an engineer 
Have you read the book of John chapter 4? How many of you have read the book of John chapter 4? When he met the woman at Samaria and he said, give me water to drink. The woman said, how is it that you being a Jew is asking me a Samaritan to? Jesus, Jesus brought out his drilling machine. On that day, he was a drilling engineer. He was tracing the depth and changing material. The first one he used, he found out, you know, what's that, that screw that they used to do? This one is not strong enough. Oh, you woman, if you interact with me on the basis of sir, you will not benefit. He said, oh yeah, change it, change it. The woman said, prophet. He said, yeah, prophet is powerful, but prophet is not enough. When he now, the woman now said, Messiah, he said, yeah. On that day, Jesus is, is building. Huh? You know, there are things you put, he said, change it. Sometimes we break the wall down and restructure what we are building. Sometimes we sit like this and put plumb line and check whether there is alignment in the construction. You need to know why it is like that. You see, the construction in, in specific dimension, you are the construction, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. But in corporate dimension, the house of God is being built. Are you getting the point? And the Bible said that ye are lively stones. See, the hand of God is on this thing. She's trying to stop it. I'll be seeing you see so. You are being quiet. This is not the kind of place. I know the encounter will hit you. If you like, say, if you like, come and do. I will not follow them and pray. I will just be being quiet, quiet. You don't know the Holy Ghost. Me too, I'm a quiet person. I'm like this because of the Holy Ghost. Can a man carry fire in his bosom and it will not burn him? I have fire in my bones, brothers and sisters. If you have fire in your bones, why not pray in tongues for two minutes? Atash! Fire, burn up 